Thank you for joining Bevel Talk, Season 1, Episode 1. Pipe welding in the field can be challenging. Today, we're talking about choosing a career path in welding. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Bevel Talk, the podcast where we discuss the everyday challenges of welding pipe in the field. Today, Jim and I are with Justin Morse and Chris Reidner from Kiwit. So, guys, let's take a minute and let's introduce ourselves to our listeners. So, Justin, give us a little bit of your background just for a few minutes. Yep. Um, I am the Director of Field Technical Support Services for Qit Corporation. Um, been working for Qit going on 10 years now, and my pretty much my entire career with Qit has been somehow welding-related, whether it was QAQC, um, pushing work as a superintendent, um, or uh, as a welding engineer, welding manager, um, across primarily our power and oil and gas work. Been welding for going on, how old am I? Going on 18, 17, 18 years now. Um, so it's been a been a fun ride with the company. Been all over North America, seen a lot of cool projects, a lot of big projects. And uh, every day brings new challenges. Chris, what about you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, Chris Reiner. I'm the uh, district welding manager for... Uh, Cuba Welding Services, uh, manage welding operations across our corporation. I've uh, been in this capacity for a couple years now. I've uh, been with Cuba about seven years, maybe a little longer. Uh, a couple breaks in service back and forth. Uh, that being said, I'm a boilermaker by trade. Uh, coming through the welding career as a, as a young, young kid, uh, following kind of my dad's footsteps. I've uh, been welding roughly, I'd say about 12, 13 years, something like that, maybe a little longer. Um, that's about it. Okay. Jim, you want to give us a little bit of background about yourselves for our listeners? Sure. Uh, Jim Byrne with Miller Electric. Been with Miller for 34 years. Um, the last 20 years, I've been dealing mostly with the pipe welding market. I manage a team of welders that support the applications and sales for our products. And I'm also an account manager, and I handle the Kiwit account as one of them. Okay. And I'm Danny Mortensen. I've been with Miller for just over five years. I started out as a field support in Oklahoma, supporting welding operations in Oklahoma. And now I'm a segment manager for field pipe welding in Appleton, Wisconsin. So Justin and Chris, just to get started um, as we move into talking about the challenges of, of pipe welding in the field, you know, really, we want to know, how did you get interested in a career in welding? What's your story? Yeah, this is uh, Justin. I guess I'll, I'll take this one first. Um, my path was was kind of interesting. It started in, in high school. I was taking a science class where you, you know, picked a topic, did a lot of research on it, really dug into the weeds of how and why. Um, and, and welding camp is one of those those topics um, so just happened that my teacher knew, uh, an older retired boilermaker in our the little town in upstate New York where I'm from, um, hooked me up with him and started going over to his you know, shop in his barn out back and just started welding with him. Um, and he showed me the ropes, you know, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, kept coming back for punishment and, uh, and really, really learned a lot and, and took away a lot from his, uh, his vast years of experience. He used to work in the naval shipyards. Um, 
for, for a long time as a boilermaker. So kind of started in, in this guy's uh, barn welding and just loved it. And then kind of took it from there, um, bought my first welder and started doing some like race car type stuff. Got a, a rig truck for a little bit. Um, and then my path kind of diverges from a lot of people. I ended up going to university in, in Montreal for mechanical engineering. Um, while I was there, still kept up doing quite a bit of welding for a lot of different student projects. And then upon getting out of school, eventually getting a job with a subsidiary of, of QWIT and really honing my my knowledge of the industry with QWIT. That's fantastic. I, I think your story is similar to most people in welding. That It started with somebody teaching them something and they became hooked on it. Yeah. Um, Chris, you said that it was that yours was kind of the family tradition. You started following your father's footsteps. You want to elaborate a little bit on that for us? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm a third generation boiler maker by trade, uh, my father, grandfather. Uh, so I was, I didn't really understand what capacity or what that meant, you know, as a young kid, but I always remember uh, seeing, you know, my parents welding on, you know, farm equipment, stuff like that. And I always thought it was cool. I mean, who, what kid is in a pyromaniac, right? Uh, so just the, the thought of being able to, you know, weld and, and make sparks, I, I thought was, was a fun thing. But um, started working at a real young age, just kind of, you know, summer programs with my dad at uh, building warehouses and what like whatnot. But and that's kind of where it took off for me. I, I, did, I wanted to always weld everything on the job. So that was the start. Went through a high school welding program. Ended up doing a bunch of competitions, and that got opened some doors to a co-op pro- program in high school where I went to uh, Tennessee Tech uh, for the drafting, blueprint, and welding program. Graduated from there early and went on to weld my junior and senior year on night shift, um, and that kind of kick-started everything. That's fantastic. Um, so for the younger audience, uh, the kids that are still in high school that are, are wanting to learn more about welding careers or careers in welding, what advice do you two have for them? What, what are your thoughts, um, how they can get involved in welding? Oh, that, that's a good question. Um, man, it's kind of tough, honestly. It, a lot of people we talk to, especially, you know, if they're asking about what the trade means and getting into the trade, whether it's talking to, you know, apprentices at a union hall or going to a welding training school, I think there's a decent barrier to entry and explaining kind of like all the different career paths that are within the field. It's really not necessarily uh, obvious. So the, the best thing is, is if you know somebody who, who works as an industrial welder, um, if, you know, if you're lucky enough to know somebody in the tr- really in the trade and, and really picking their brain about what it means, because, you know, for their, the, the salary range is huge. I mean, you can make really, really good money in this industry, but it does require traveling. It requires a very refined skill set. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not in, it's the, the answer is not obvious. I think if you go to like the uh, oh, like federal government kind of like job description thing they'll tell you like the average wage of a welder is like i don't know like 22 dollars or something like that and i'll tell you if you make it into in the the world of heavy industrial welding it's <laughs> there's a big gap from what the government will tell you and what the possibility is so um it's something we've actually talked about within q as, as getting out i think chris can elaborate on this a little more but getting to some more schools and, and helping educate 
uh, younger generation. I mean, this is what it really means to be a welder in today's in today's world. And also work can take you. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're flipping the hood for 30 years, but, you know, you can easily get into a management role, supervisory role, uh, inspection, quality control, and things like that. So it's very varied industry, and there's a, there's a ton of room for, for growth, especially as we um, need more welders and, and re- a lot of the older generation retires. No, that's that's an incredible point that you're making there. Um, it really is a great career path. There's so many different opportunities that you just have to, to start. Don't walk, weld. The more your welders walk, the more it costs. Get more welds done and stop wasting money when you use Miller products with ArcReach technology. See ArcReach in action at MillerWelds.com slash ArcReach. Chris, do you want to elaborate a little bit um, on what you guys are trying to do or how you're trying to draw more interest to the industry? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think for, for young students in high school, you know, you know, going into those first days in high school, they're trying to cr- pick that career path, whether it be technical or university. And, you know, a lot, a lot of students don't know what they want to do their freshman year, but as they're going through, they're realizing maybe a university path really isn't for me. And, you know, I, I like uh, this technical model a lot better. And, you know, looking at labor statistics, some of the courses Justin and I teach here within Kiwa, you know, we're seeing this big gap in the industry to where we wasn't feeding young people into the trades. You know, everyone, everyone wants to go get a, a university, you know, four-year degree, which is great, but, you know, we haven't, we don't have welders to backfill those positions. So just trying to get in front of this right now and trying to build, you know, our company up by getting out to these schools, explaining to these students what, what it takes to be industrial welders, how we started, what they can expect, kind of pay ranges and, and stuff like that. And I, I think they get really, really interested real quick. So Jim, I know you're an account manager for Kiwit with Miller. And I also know that you work with the uh, union associations quite quite um, closely. Is there anything you want to add to what Justin and Chris has said about training and programs? Yeah. um, As a company, we find it very important to not only work with the contractors, but labor is a huge part of this. And a lot of the contractors will contract out the labor through the local union organizations. Um, So we need to be working with them quite closely. And some of the work we've been doing with them is to... um, sponsor some of the school activity that they have generated. The local union here in Wisconsin, the local 400, has um, sponsored a program where we donate welding equipment to some of the local high schools to get them some of the latest equipment and some of the latest processes that they can use and try to attract more of the students into some of the technology that's available in the welding equipment today. And as part of that, I've learned that the local unions are uh, creating these programs. It's a junior welding program where they can actually, I think they call it a junior apprenticeship program. And if the students are interested in welding and they contact the school counselors, they can actually get put into a list and get into some of these junior apprenticeship programs where they can actually start welding at some of the companies in the summertime and get entry. I think some of the uh, some of the work that they're doing will also get them some credit toward an apprenticeship program um, as far as the four or five years that it takes to become a journeyman. 
That's fantastic. You know, it, it's very clear that we're all very passionate about welding and about keeping the trade alive and bringing and passing skills on to the future generations. It's something that we need. Justin and Chris, as we're starting to wrap up for this one, I wanted to talk to you guys. What is a career in welding brought into your life? What What are the high points? I mean, what has it given you that you wouldn't have gotten elsewhere? Um, this is Chris. I, I think I'll kick this one off. Uh, like I said, for me, you know, going through a Boilermaker train and apprenticeship program, you know, I've got to build some of the coolest work in the industry. Uh, I've worked all around the world. I've got to you know, travel the world, see the world. Um, I mean, every, it's every kid's dream to be able to go in some of these really cool industrial plants, such as nuclear power plants, uh, Department of Energy plants. Uh, it's just the things that that you can be involved in that most people will never get to see. I mean, most people never never walk through a nuclear power plant, let alone welding one for months on end. Um, but the, what it's grown for me and my family, it's just, it's a career. It's, it's longevity, right? There's, welding's not going to end. Someone's going to have to weld something um, in, until the end of time, I would assume. But it's been an awesome career for me, and, it, and it's lined up for generations and generations and something that we can pass on and uh, hopefully to, to my son and move forward from there. Yeah, a lot of it's a lot of it's similar for me. Um, yeah, you drive down the road and you see these big projects, and you know, especially as a kid, you get your rector sets and your Tonka trucks and stuff. And to actually be at, be out there, not only you know doing the work, but you know in our capacity at Q, and actually prescribing how the work is built is pretty cool to see a you know a four billion dollar project being done and go. You know, we help put together the procedures and the plan, and you know. Um, coordinated the execution on something that scales. Uh, it, it, it's unrivaled to really have something that tangible um, at the end of every day that you can say you helped build. So I uh, met a lot of great people. Um, just like most things, the uh, world's smaller than, than you think it is, and you make a lot of great connections across multiple different companies, even you know some of our competitors uh, where we're close friends with. Um and it's, it's really cool to see where things are going. Um, you know, as, as the market shifts and, and the world shifts, uh, kind of like Chris is saying, welding is always some component of something, you know, whatever new technologies are coming down, that's coming down the line. It's just really interesting to see, you know, what will we be building in 10 years or 20 years from now and welding will be a part of it. Thanks, Justin and Chris, for your time today. Please join us next time on Bevel Talk as we talk to Justin and Chris about who Kiwit is and some of the projects that they're working on and how they're coping with challenges in the welding industry. 